<laughs> it's, it's so much more free when you when you don't have a a, a, a video when you don't have an audience. Yeah, don't it seem like like to me? It's like you almost don't you don't want to put on a character. It's not a character. It's just like um, how do you say? I just feel like the people. I understand why people do podcasts now, like just audios. Why? It just feels like less pressure. Like, like when I listen to audios, and when I think about like our show, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds significant. Is this episode is going to sound significantly different just because we're talking? You ain't got to worry about <clears throat> what you look like on camera because for the last few episodes, I've been a little self conscious. I'm weak. You know, you ain't got to be fly. True. Yeah. You gotta have your hair cut Legit. or your hair done. So I see why people just go forth with uh, audio. We're just doing audio. Yeah, I don't know why. How do we get on this topic of double standards? Like when we were all the time making this an episode. Because I just feel like all the time there's so many different things that men can do that women can't, and things that a man will say women can do that men can't. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which creates double standards. Like you think about growing up, boys are taught to not express emotions. Like you're a big boy. Like don't cry. And but it's like girls are, you know, you can now you're emotional when you're an adult. Like she's so emotional. She's so sensitive. It's like, nigga, I grew up my whole life where people let me cry because I'm a girl. And then you have men that are extra closed off because they were, t- or they they don't express their emotions, or now they're in a relationship and stuff like that, where they don't, they're not expressive because they were taught to bottle up their emotions and their feelings as kids. Those are double standards. I mean, of course, there's plenty of other things. You always say there's a double standard when we talk about um, friendships. Yeah, I do. So, I guess we need to talk about it. Then. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So today's episode is giving all audio. There is so many things that we're probably going to share on the next season that's going on in our life. (laughs) (laughs) So many things, all the things. And so um, it doesn't seem as simple as it did before to be able to go out and like shoot and um, record record episodes or whatever. So today you guys are hearing from us directly um, from our couch. From the crib. From the crib. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to put it on video. It wasn't given. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean we're stopping video. No, we're not stopping video. But this is brought to you by the So Let's Talk About It Podcast Network. Couch. <laughs> Couch. <laughs> no, uh, um, to that point, to that point, I listened, well, not listen. I watched, watched, I read a few articles based upon double standards mm-hmm. and I ain't gonna lie, both of them pissed me off. <laughs> okay. I didn't agree with a lot of them, but I think it's necessary for at least to talk about. Well, we already did this, but let's talk about it. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs> you don't have to say that. All right, so I'm gonna read you an excerpt for one of them. Okay. It says, continuing 
to accept gender roles in a relationship lead to the double standards that have negative consequences consequences on people's lives. Jesus Christ. You gonna be reading like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my nose is stuffed up too. Yes, Malcolm is experiencing the attack of pollen. I'm in his sick life right as now. a dog right now. These behaviors can be internalized among women and men without realizing it. The belief of gender roles, not only in relationships, but in society as a whole, will persist the idea that men and women are not and should not be equal. Women will not have access to the same opportunities as men, while men carry on with the thought that they are more than a woman and that each sex has its own place in a relationship. Women are supposed to be more caring and nurturing, while men are the leaders. I agree with this. Men are praised when they date around and women are scorned for doing the same. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts about that. If men and women were treated as equals, problems of double standards would not exist. Mm -hmm. Having gender roles so deeply instilled preserves double standards and relationships. And the longer it goes on, the more difficult it will be to eliminate these notions. All people should be taught to simply respect others and communicate instead of mistrust, violent and violence against romantic partners. I can go on, but. You have thoughts so far? So essentially, double standards would, what's the word I want to use? Essentially, they uh, derive from gender roles. Correct. That's. I think that's what they're trying to get at, is that because, there's, because society has placed gender roles on people, mm-hmm. they will, they lead to double standards that are unhealthy for people in general and mm-hmm. people's uh, social status and, and, and in a relationship going forward. So if you're trying to, basically, if I'm in a relationship with you, which we are, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Not if. But if we establish gender roles, mm-hmm. that means that I have expectations around things that you should be doing. You have expectations around things I should be doing. And there's double standards that come into place, meaning if you don't cook or clean, I don't deem you as a woman. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Which is an issue is what they're saying. Got it. But is that, that's a societal thing. It's a gender. I mean, not a gender. It's a generational thing because I mean, growing up, I think probably like our parents were like the first generation or really your parents are in a different generation than mine. So my parents are probably like one of the first generations to not have traditional, you know what I'm saying? Like, gender roles in their marriages and stuff um but you think like like my grandmother my mom's mom was an entrepreneur um she ran a daycare out of her home after she worked in the child care facility i mean system my grandfather was in construction so he built things and all that kind of stuff like that and um i even think back to like my mom she wanted to be an architect because she grew up around construction so she liked to create and build things and all that stuff like that shout out to handy pammy um (laughs) But, you know, she went to childcare because she saw that as a place to actually expound her career. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why pick childcare over architecture? Is that because it was a man's world or like childcare is where more women would be, et cetera? You know what I mean? Um, And then, you know, on the flip side, like my grandmother, my father, my paternal grandmother, she was a single mom. So she didn't have a choice but to work all her jobs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you think prior to them, you know, the mom was at home. She was a caretaker um, for the family. If you think like 
I guess the sixties, fifties and above, I mean, below, um, you know, they were caretakers and the husband would be the one that came home from working all day Mm -hmm. and you better have my dinner ready and the kids better be washed Mm -hmm. up and you better be making and sewing their clothes together. Like that's your job. Jesus. That's your job. That's, that's what society created. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even like, that had nothing to even do with like nationalities or races. Like it was, global let me ask you this do you think do you think gender roles are necessary i mean to a degree like i don't think they're like to a degree man because at the end of the day do i wish my husband could cook absolutely <laughs> like do i wish like and you've done great let me not say he has gotten good with breakfast you know what i'm saying he can getting better whip up some sausages but he won't put the eggs with it like that's just Malcolm will 100 he's gonna make the sausage and drink some orange juice (laughs) (laughs) like uh where are your eggs where's your like you didn't want to toast the pancake (laughs) what (laughs) no you're you're petty (laughs) i'm getting better you're getting better better, but you know do i wish that the lord gave me a husband that was a chef perhaps but that's dumb <laughs> that is dumb because that's no, no, that's no. another double standard that they talked about we'll get into that though. but that's what i'm saying though it's like that's a traditional gender role is that the woman is the cooker but you know i have friends that have like like our alex for instance like his wife cooks but he also can cook not like you know he'll make a stand and he'll make a, a dinner a meal whatever um and so but uh, traditionally women are cleaners you're in this season of our life you've been the more cleaner um, because you know now with kids and other kind of stuff like that, um, a child. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? Now with having Caden, like you know, with dealing with bath time and hair, and because our son has a lot of hair, um, but you know, just keeping him entertained and all that kind of stuff like that. Like if I'm cooking, you're cleaning. Yeah. You know, so I think like gender roles are there, but there's also like more so. I don't think they're gender roles as much as it's an, an even exchange. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I see that. Like for our household, it's an even exchange. If I cook, you clean. But do you think? Do you think men and women? Do you think people are shying away from their actual gen, quote unquote gender roles in society today? Though, what do you mean? Like, like think of the feminists and whoever they say the. Uh, <laughs> Alpha female? No, 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 I ain't talking about the alpha female. I'm talking feminists in general. Like, do you think that they're they're advocating for women back in the day where women might have felt like I'm more than just a cooker and a cleaner? Right. And that's why there's so much pushback now. Where I see all the time modern women talking about how they don't care to, to cook or clean and stuff like that now. And I feel like, and I, so and I wonder why. I don't know why, but I just think you know the 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 ability to do those things are like normal life skills though at the correct time. you know what i'm saying and i don't really understand why people are praising that that they are like that you know what i'm saying i think they i think they feel a bit of resentment and i understand why like they you feel oppressed feel, uh, oppression is crazy no think about it, think about it if if in 1950 1960 whatever whatever time it was all all women were actually good for not good for, but what they were expected to do mm-hmm. was cook, clean, take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. So if th- there was no expectation there, but no one asked these women, are you happy doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, like, are you happy in general? Mm-hmm. This is just something you, you're doing. 
And I think for so long, these people built up a resentment that you now start teaching your kids that you don't rely on no man for this. You don't rely on no man for that. Right. And that now becomes an effect. It now affects the new generation because now that's what, the, if that's what I'm hearing, my mom told me not to need no man, not to, you know, depend you know, on anybody. My question to is, that, my uh, question to that would be, are these individuals that grew up in single parent households? Because, you know, for me in particular, like growing up with both my parents, my mother never told me you don't need a man for nothing. Correct. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's also relative to how you grew up and who you were growing up with, because, um, you know, I never even with my grandmother being a single mother, she had five sons and two daughters. My grandmother raised my well, I speak for my father at least. <laughs> the mother dude, they was wild. But, you know, my father was raised to be a, a good man to people, um, to his children, to his to his wife, and to provide for them. But he never told my mom, like, you need to just be at home. Both my parents have worked my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they both provided for the family. They both brought something to the family. But it didn't make my mom any less of a caretaker or didn't make my dad any less of a provider because he had an assistant income coming in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's relative to who's having that conversation with you. Because my mother never grew like, you don't need no man for nothing. You can do whatever. Now my parents both raised me that you need to go get your own. And you partner with somebody who has ambition to go build something too. Mm-hmm. And y'all build together. I think because that's, that's what you've seen. And that's what I've seen too. You're like, man, man and woman, they bring something to the table, they work in whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they, they build a lot together. Yeah. That's, that's what we both actually saw. So I think that also contributed to how we view our relationship and relationships in general. Uh, to, that's what we saw as healthy. But did you did your parents grow up in single parent homes? And I think that also contributes to how they Very much so. raised us is because of what they've seen too. And so it could be like, you know, I don't want my parent my kids to experience that. I don't want them to see um, the hardships that come with that aspect of life and I think because like even when I say like my parents are really really huge on us taking family vacations because they never went on any you know what I'm saying so I think it also you have to account for how they were raised which show which would uh contribute to how they raised us and so I think somebody back to your point being that like if somebody's saying um or growing up hearing you don't need to don't rely on a man for specific things that's coming from a place of what they're experiencing directly and now they're imparting that into their children and so you I feel like if that's not even a life you live or you want to live because if you grew up with a single parent and you don't want to be a single parent then would you take on that same mindset because that doesn't speak to the desire you have to be in a relationship with somebody and have a partner and build a life together that doesn't speak to that if your mindset is I don't need to rely on nobody for nothing now I get it because um I get it also because when we first moved in together I never asked you for money mm-hmm. even though I was down bad <laughs> stupid I was down no, I was down, down bad no my Oh, God. <laughs> no, but you That's know what I'm crazy. saying? Like, I, I was down bad, but I wasn't willing to ask you for money. But I didn't have an underlining tone of like, oh, my mama told me, don't you ever rely on no nigga for nothing. Like, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was just, it was actually my own personal pride and my own ego that said, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't want to ask him for money. 
And I think sometimes we might be putting all of our things that we personally are doing ourselves, things that are self-inflicted mm-hmm. on somebody else. Or like, I'm not putting that on my mama. My mama never told me that. Right. I chose not to ask you for the money. Right. That's right. But That's I think right. we also had to establish comfortability and just other levels of trust where it was like, what's mine is yours. We had to have that conversation about that because you knew I was down bad and was like, girl, why haven't you just asked me for the money? Like, I asked you for no money, boy. You ain't yeah. my husband. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be owing. Now, that was my personal opinion is that I don't want to be owing you if this don't work out. <laughs> you don't want no IOUs. You know what I'm saying? You're like, and I bought you this. Like, and I'm going to be a bill collector. I wouldn't. This is the character never person. Know. I would you never, never. You never know how people act when things are sour. No, you're right. You never know when somebody owes you some money. How you going to act? Oh, so that, see, I would have owed it. No, no. You wouldn't have owed it. You wouldn't owe me no money. No. No, not at all. But you get my point. Like that yeah, was a personal point. that wasn't passed down or passed down. And like I said, even with a sing a grandmother who grew up as a single mom, my grandmother never even said that to me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's still like like I said, but it's still this underlining tone of maybe maybe it's due to feminism. And let me see, do you agree with feminism? If I'm being honest, I And this toxic a, masculinity. We're gonna get to that too. When it comes to feminism is that a word? Feminism, yes. Okay. When it comes to <laughs> feminism, I don't even fully know what that full concept is to say I do or don't. I'm every woman. Yeah, that doesn't help. Okay. Miss Independent. The independent woman. This is what I mean. Like, like, does it contribute to the psyche of women thinking, I need to have my own. I don't need to rely on him. And... I don't really okay. want to do such and such and such and such and such like my mom used to do. I, so my my like are my, they are they my my mindset and my agreeance on it is that I don't want I don't want to be de- when I say dependent on a man right. It's saying that I'm not willing to do anything for myself if I'm depending on him. I don't want to need you. I want to want to be with you mm-hmm. despite what you can do for me. Mm-hmm. I think. And that's relative. Per, I mean, and it definitely goes based by person. But for me, if I'm saying I don't need, I don't need you. Mm. I don't. I want to be with you, though. You know what I'm saying? And so I think some of that mentality is around like I want to be established. I want to have my own, so that with or without you, I'm fine. Because I think some of the uh, what do you call it? Like I guess the turmoil or the whatever people are going through in their mind comes from you know, experiencing somebody who could take something from you. And I think that's where that can come from. Like, I don't want you to feel like you control me or you, oh, we've seen it before yep. in relationships where it's like, if the man is the sole breadwinner where you can kind of control my life because I don't contribute. And it also depends on the type of man you with, you know what I'm saying? Cause there are men that don't operate in that space. But I think when it comes to being misindependent and like all that kind of stuff is based off of not wanting to be controlled by, what somebody else can do for me. What's wrong with needing somebody though? Because I think people feel like there's a negative connotation with me needing a person. And and I'm trying to explore that because it's not even, it's it's really in a lot of relationships, we see this a lot of times where both, both parties feel like, man, I don't need this person. I don't need that person. What's wrong with actually needing somebody though? Because in, in what I think, I think everybody needs somebody. Mm-hmm. I think if you say you don't need somebody, you're lying to yourself. And there's an underlying reason why somebody would say that I don't need this person, I don't need that person. Because you do. 
think of, I mean, think about going through life alone. Do do you really want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so everybody needs somebody, but why do you think it's a negative connotation towards it though? Like I said, it's, <laughs> it's a feeling of control. Like, and I don't mean, like, I do need you personally. Like for me, I'm okay with needing you. I know I said that. So obviously I'm contradicting my previous, I recant my previous statement of like, but y'all get what I'm saying. I'm saying like, uh, I want yeah, to I be with you. I don't need to, I don't need to be with you because I need something from you. Right. Yeah. Right. But I do, me personally, I do need you. Like, I don't want to live my life without you. You know, no, I, get I don't want to live my, my life is based around um, being able to be of service to you and be, um, serviced by you, amen. Amen. Hilarious. No, but I'm Service. saying I only ask that because it's because most well, people will say what it? you. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm going to what most people are, will say is that, but they won't they won't say what they mean. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll just say I don't need somebody. Like, but you do. So let's explore why you say you don't need somebody, and let's explore the reason why you probably would really need somebody, but you but you you don't want to go there. Maybe, I think it maybe could be it's a, a I don't need I don't need them financially. Cool, but you may need them emotionally, or you may need for sure. them for for other things. Mm-hmm. And I think people gotta be more specific, you know, with that because it's it's also I think it's a, a it could be considered a sense of protection of yourself. Like, yeah, I yeah, want to protect myself, that. and I don't want you to feel like I need you um, to for me to thrive or to me to be for me to be around. There was a lot of controversy around one of our last posts in regards to talking about personal growth and development as a couple when I said that um what did I say? Cuz these people were in a frenzy about it. Um <laughs> not to grow without your partner. People were like, "Oh, that's a personal journey. That's a self like that's that's self-care. It's for you to grow is self-care." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you're not going to tell me that you don't need the person that you're with and doing life with to also be in pursuit of the same thing so that you guys are on the same life trajectory. Mm. You cannot tell me that you're going to go change your mind and, and let's say you guys are, let's say y'all cool, y'all make 100000 collectively a year and you personally decide to start going to um, money mindset seminars and learning about how to grow your money and you get to the insurance business, whatever the hell you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me that that person is not going to be in a different mind state than you are as you're growing yourself and learning new things, but they're not also learning new things. It doesn't have to be the right. same thing you're learning, but they have to be in a pursuit of learning something so that they're also growing and expanding their mind to not feel like they're being left behind. And so I think some of that could be like a, a, um, a defense mechanism, a, a sense of security for yourself to say that nobody can take anything from me because I did this for me by me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it could be like saying I don't need somebody. Like you do need that person and you do need them to be growing. Like I need, I cannot, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing something different or growing and expanding my mindset and all this stuff like that and not, you not doing that. That's weird. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. But this idea of of gender roles being in a relationship, like in a relationship, gender roles leading to expectations, leading to expectations and them creating double standards that are not healthy. I don't know if and I can continue reading this this thing. I'm trying to figure out where I left off at. Uh, dang, I missed it. Oh, well. But let's go through the 20. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through the 20 um, most common uh, double standards that people hear on a daily basis or go through on a daily basis and we can react to those. Live reactions from the couch. Pretty much. I think this first one is stupid. (laughs) 
women women things like baking or cooking are just for women until it's a profession and then it's for men that's crazy but it's crazy because when you look at some of these social media influencers though a lot of the the let's say they're married a lot of the husbands that do do cooking are like they like be cooking cooking it don't be like regular stuff they be nice and plated and all that kind of stuff like that so i mean essentially it could be seen that way i think a lot of the stuff that you're going to read off it's subconscious it's not like it's not like we mean for it to be this way if that makes sense like some of that like you you think of that like you're like yo teach me how to blah 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 and every time you go into the kitchen it's it's uh chef de la ghetto like you <laughs> automatically go into i'm a chef in order for me to be in the kitchen you think about that that's true yeah every time you make your attempt and i think a lot of men are better at grilling anyway and like think about it grilling is a man thing that is true that's another double stint and i'm definitely better at grilling than you that's a, yeah that's pretty weird i mean but yeah that's true you don't be doing it with love that's not the reason why I've grilled what twice. You've grilled way more than that. But the point is, you think about it like grilling, like a man. I I, I remember I was listening to um, uh, I think we was listening to Dead Ass, and Deval was like, yeah, anytime you know what I'm saying. I love having people at the crib so I can go out and grill. He never said that he going in the kitchen to cook. But is, it, is grilling more masculine than? It's, I think that's what it Getting is. Getting pots and pans out. It's it's seen because it's think about it. It got to deal with fire and everything else. So it's like more barbaric than actually cleaning and cook. Well, cooking in a kitchen. So essentially, the the thing is correct because you just said it. It's way well, more. The question is, do you agree with the double standard, and should it be a double standard? Like I don't think it. Like I said, I think everything that you're going to read off of is like stuff that we don't realize is happening that make that become. Um, gender roles or like double standards like like I said I you, you read it and you said this first one I think is dumb but think about it read it again yeah women things like baking or cooking women things women things but this but this is what I'm saying this is my point of, of thinking that women feel a bit of resentment feeling like I'm not just good for this that and the third and that's where the pushback comes from in a relationship sometimes that people are experiencing like i i don't need to do that i don't you know i don't need to do this i don't need to do that and it's because they feel like they've been labeled mm-hmm. as to do this and this is what you've been made to do you know what i'm saying and essentially do you think some things you are made to do as a woman and some things i'm made to do as a, as a man i do at the end of the day you can't put no baby in me that's true i mean what what, what? <laughs> You do. That is your job, right? <laughs> but you can't make a person. You know what I'm saying? Like the baby can't be baked in yeah. your oven. The baby has to be baked in mine. So yes, there are some things that women are more equipped to do than men. Um, I believe that because of this principle, I think everything that God has created, our pastor talks about this all the time, everything that God has created or God has taught um, in from a biblical standpoint is more like a metaphor to uh, apply to your everyday life, right? So when I think about things like um, childbearing, I also think about the fact that the woman is a multiplier. And so when you find a good woman, she typically multiplies you in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. Even if you think about like your vision and like, okay, um, I can tell her what I want. And if I'm a, if I'm not an organized man, um, maybe she's the one that ha- has the gift of administration, mm-hmm. which typically most women do. And most men come with big 
goals and big ideas and all that stuff like that but they could never probably get on the the road of the little things that need to be done to do that remember when um um one of our friends uh who was it was it Aaron um they had a pop-up and they were selling clothes or whatever and they had a pop-up and like they had all the stuff they had the the racks they had the hangers they had Uh the clothes they had all the stuff and I was like do y'all have bags right like shopping bags like he was like bags and I was like tell me the last time you walked out of a store holding a hanger that's hilarious. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about how are they going to leave? They're just going to pay you and walk out holding a hanger? This ain't baby boy. Right. <laughs> same baby <laughs> This ain't baby boy. Right. Bro. Like, in this, the alley you're running the whole pop-up shop. Even at the last pop-up you went to, did you leave without your clothes or whatever in a bag? And they were like, dang, I never thought about that. This way you always got to. And what do men say? This way you always got to have a woman on your team. Yeah, that's a fact. But think so there are things I believe that women are to do and are more equipped to do than men are. Because y'all brains just the the y'all talk about all the time, men always talk about how their brains don't have the mental capacity to calculate the amount of things that women calculate. They are black and white. 100%. They are compartmentalized. Logical this creatures. is the box that we're in. You can't move on to a we can't be talking about business. I'm in my business box and you start bringing up parenthood and okay, let me put the business box back and pull out the parenthood box so that I can listen to my wife while she talks about parenthood. Then I start talking about cooking. Okay, hold on. Let me put away the parenthood box. And, um, you know what I think it is? What? I think men are good at compartmentalizing and women are good at multitasking. Oh yeah. Men are horrible at multitasking. Yeah. We're, we're not good at multitasking, but we can compartmentalize things so we can put things away into a show. I don't need to feel this right now and I need to handle this. I think we're good at that. Women women tend to have a hard time let going letting go of things and moving on to something else in the moment because you're thinking of so many other things. But it is also our superpower. Because <clears throat> it is, because it is. we're always thinking about a mile a minute Both, and yeah. about uh, about 100 things at one time. We have hella tabs open in our heads at all Literally, times. Literally, look like a computer and screen. And because of that, we don't miss a lot of stuff. Mm, that's good. That'll preach. That'll preach. All right, the second one. When movies need an ugly guy, they hire an ugly actor. When they need an ugly girl, they hire a gorgeous actress and put glasses on her. <laughs> so glasses are ugly? <laughs> it's crazy, though. They, they, they try to equate that. No, they. I think they... This is very true, though. And you can look at that. <laughs> no, that's funny. I don't know why that is. Um, I think it's more so about... I do agree that they do this, and I I do agree that it's a double standard. But I think it's way harder to find. No, you no. know what it is. You what? can't label a woman as ugly. You can't. Why? You would get torn down for that. Think about it. If Oof. you think about it, right? If you label a woman as ugly, like I just feel like in the space of Hollywood or in the world, like, bro, people are going to rip you apart for calling this woman ugly. But you can always say that dude is just not attractive. So y'all don't have the emotional stability to handle being called ugly, but men do. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying <laughs> when I think Uh-oh. of it, when I think of it in a grand scheme of things, like real life, when have you seen like, you really think like that's like looking in the credits and they label ugly girl like as a standby, like, you know, standing like she would feel some good ugly way. girl. 
yo, I was casted as the ugly girl. Bro, no. You can't be ugly. But they'll do it to men in a heartbeat, which is crazy. But I'm just saying, I think that's why. Daughters are raised and taught to clean and cook while sons get cleaned up after. Hell yeah. My mother got upset with me when I suggested my young brother to learn to take out the trash or do a single chore. When I was his age, I was cooking and cleaning and helping taking care of him while getting good grades in school and doing extracurriculars. Why do you think this is? Because that's what we're taught to do. You got That's how you find a good man. I, I can agree. I think a lot of this has to do with um, the women coddling their sons. Oh, because look, this morning, Kaden went into your drawer, your nightstand drawer, and pulled out all the socks. <laughs> and when I tried to get him to clean them up, he started laughing. Mm. And when I pulled him down to grab the socks, mm-hmm. he stood up and walked away. <laughs> Until I called you in there and said, I'm going to tell your daddy what you did. When you came and started coming to the room, he picked up all, like, you knew what to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yesterday, he was taking his applesauce that he had eaten, and obviously there was still some residue inside. He started banging it upside down on the nightstand, and it's spilling applesauce everywhere. But I give him a nap. I say, you need to clean that up. He walks away. You bring him a napkin, he no- immediately he knew goes how to, to cleaning clean it up. Yeah, it's so it's like they know what to do, but if you don't give them the the place to do it, like I grew up in a household I have a sister a younger sister and I have a younger brother a thousand percent my brother is way more coddled than me and my sister ever were to this day and he don't even live there but isn't it the parents fault you know what I'm saying like because men are coddled way more by their mother and I think that's that's the only way they that's the only place men receive unconditional love when you think about it is their mother you know what I'm saying? And of course, probably their wife, maybe. You know, that's because we've seen plenty of instances where, you know, the wife loved him con- conditionally to the point of, you know, what value he brought. But when you think about that, like that could be why they women may feel men are, are, are coddled or don't know how to do certain things at a certain age. It's because you, you've been, he's been coddled by his mom his entire life. But I don't, some of that we don't mean to do. Like, our son is a mama's boy. Like, I didn't make him that way. He came standard. <laughs> came standard. But came think standard. think about when he, but when it's, when it's time to discipline, though, how much more lenient are you, are you than opposed than I would be? I'm not. You you discipline him, but think about you. If he falls and busts his head, not busts his head open, but you know Jesus what I'm saying? Christ. If he falls, hit his head, you're going to immediately grab him, hold him. Yes. Yeah, me, I'm not doing that. Why? Because <laughs> because he has to develop. So he's not hurt? He's, he may be hurt. And that, and it's not to say that I won't do the same thing, but he has he also has to learn cause and effect. Like how, when you fail, you felt the pain, cool. So you know, I probably shouldn't do this or, I, or this will happen. He needs that lesson. But also, like, he, he he's not going to get coddled in life in general. Every time something happens. He's 21 months. Correct. But that's the difference is what I'm saying. Because y'all say this at 21 months and y'all say that at 21 years old too. So <laughs> there's really no cutoff. Well, this this is why I, I think like double standards and gender roles are, is just such an interesting topic because there is the fact that you do need both. Yeah. At do. the end of the day, you need both. When a woman cries, it's viewed as normal. When a man cries, he's told 
man up. I think that's very unfortunate. Why? Because men grow up typically, well, not typically, but, you know, some men grow up feeling disconnected or, or developing a sense of disconnectivity from, like, anything because they're not supposed to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be, like, based off of the standards that you were given growing up. Like, I would hate for, you know, I would hate for my son to be with a woman and, like, she come to me. I, I would think of it like I didn't do my job well as a mother if my son is with a woman as an adult and she said he he has no sense of opening up or expressiveness or sharing how he feels or letting me in I would think I did him as a disservice or we did him a disservice as parents to make him feel like that that ain't right that ain't what you do you don't open up to people you don't of course relatively you know what I'm saying but if you're you're looking to be with somebody it's okay to be vulnerable um, it's okay to express yourself. It's okay to cry. I think that's the hardest part about, you know, raising the boys that you're trying to find that balance of you need to be, you need to be a man, you need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about Ireland. Right, let's take this example. When Kanan's crying or whining, how, how annoyed do you get? I'm highly annoyed. Exactly. Well, why is that? Let's explore it. Let's, why is that? Because I'm sick of it. What do you mean? No, no, I, I don't think it is that. Because my my initial reaction is like, bruh, you should not be whining. You're your boy. Why? No, no, no. See, need, that's the need problem. To be whining. You can't. So if if he was a girl, should, could she whine? It would be more acceptable. That's stupid. But that's that's societal. That's that's a societal my, norm. Well, I'm not talking about society. I'm t- now we're talking about our our direct in house. You're saying you're telling him. He shouldn't be whining because he's a boy. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Not whining because it's annoying and not whining because you're a boy are two different things. But I think if you if you explore deeper, you're annoyed because he's a boy whining. That's not what I'm I think, I think it is. I think, How are you going to tell me, nigga? I, you cannot think for me. Well, not even you. I I'm, said I'm, what I said. In general, but. So you know, and you're also depicting your feelings. You're annoyed because he's whining and he's a boy. <laughs> Not me. Mm-hmm. I don't like whining <laughs> in general. <laughs> Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like stop. Like stop whining. Or, um, you know what I'm saying? But it's like okay, as he's developing his language skills, there's a difference. But I I just think it's it's what you're saying. Like you can't say. I, or I, let me not say you can't, but I think it's wrong to say, don't stop whining because you're a boy. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the hard balance of, of, of raising a boy is because I don't want to say that. Like, I don't say that obviously, but it's also, I'm how do you, how, exactly. If I'm thinking it though, how do I not, how do I not project that thought onto him? Because he does need to understand emotion and how to express his emotion and not be emotionless. But also understand like how to control them. You can get past it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think there's. I think it's different when you're teaching how to deal with the emotions. Like to tell him, "Don't cry," because you're a boy. Boys don't cry. That's what they grow up thinking. So now, when I'm very upset or I'm very sad or something has um, affected me in a way, now I'm in in a state of anxiety or depression and all the other things that come from my inability to express myself. Yeah. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's there's a better way to equip them with um, emotional intelligence. 
Like, Correct. no, you cannot be outside just boohoo crying or whatever. Like, you need to, but if you need to go inside, it's okay to cry. But now it's where do you do that? Where do you now relieve yourself um, when you are feeling these emotions? I think that's a difference in conversation than saying, no, nah, you don't cry because you're a boy. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Now you cry here because you're a boy. You cry here. Wait till later. <laughs> Hold it in. Hold it in, son. As a man, I could go to the doctor and get a vasectomy tomorrow if I wanted to. A woman has to have like two or three kids and be married for most doctors to even consider performing a tubal lit- litigation. Litigation. Well, it's litigation. Um, yeah, I agree, I guess, with that double standard. You agree with the double standard or you? I agree that it is a double standard, um, but I think I understand why it's a double standard. <laughs> it's much easier for us to, to get a vasectomy and and move on with our life because also it can be reversed but there's so many more health implications when it comes to women that has to be accounted for which i think that's why doctors are probably more cautious and then the world can't be populated without you all so you know what i'm saying right, but if i'm done populating the world how can you tell me that i can't do that if i if i am good on that you know what i'm saying like we talked about this all the time. We talk about, you know, how many kids do we want. Like originally in my lifetime, my whole life, I said I wanted three kids. You grew up in a household way bigger than mine. You know what I'm saying? You grew up in a family of seven, eight, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for you, you're like, I don't want, I really would be cool with one kid. Like, but since you want three, we can compromise that too. So I asked you this last night. Like, are you sure it would only be two? Right like, now, I'm you like, are you t- sure? <laughs> Girl. Are you trying to change up on me? <laughs> I'm just saying, you're saying after, you know, a second child, because we already have our first, you're saying after a second child that nowhere in your life do you see you wanting a third child. Correct. <laughs> Based on, like, how are you sure of that? I'm sure because I just don't, if if we have a boy the second time, I don't want to roll the dice and possibly have a girl the third time. Sexes. <laughs> I was gonna say it's preference. I rather, like I don't know. You just said it. I want to be a boy mom. I do want to be a boy mom. So the third time may be the charm that you're not a boy mom, and then, <laughs> and then you can be like, oh dang. Well, I love. Uh, of course, you gonna love your child. <laughs> oh dang. I would not. But I don't think I would love you, my child regardless. But I don't think people are honest about this, like what they want, especially to their spouse. Like, do you really? want to roll the dice a third time if you got what you know got what you prayed for (laughs) i'm just saying though but that's my point my point is like is men like you're making that decision assuming that you're never gonna see that next child and see Caden, who's like five at this point and another kid that's maybe two or three and be like dang i want another kid you swear now I know I don't want another baby. He they could be five, <laughs> they could be five plus if they came out that way. <laughs> well, you would have to adopt it. I could do that again. <laughs> but there's other ways. You know, there is adoption. Now, I don't think you would do that, but I would never say never. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say never. I wouldn't never do that. I even I even thought about that. Like if we if we couldn't have kids after one, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to adoption. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, had to be some a lot of soul searching and all the other things going on. But you would also want them to be five. 
<laughs> Five is pushing it. Maybe, maybe two or three. I don't know. That's hilarious. Well, the baby stage. I don't think anybody wants to go. To- <laughs> you don't. You don't want a new. You don't want to bring a baby home from the hospital. <laughs> after after both of your kids are five plus. Oh gosh, starting all of you from zero. People do it. Jeez, think about it. Your mother had you at thirty five, right? At this point, she already had five kids. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go that route. What? How old is your oldest sibling? Like forty five. And you're thirty. Exactly. This is crazy. And then she had another baby after you. Correct. I'm just getting it in. Uh oh, Jesus. Sorry, Ma, because I know you're going to listen to this. Jesus. Forgive him. He not know what he does. Are we off topic? No. <laughs> That's so funny. Some of these, some of these double standards are pretty stupid. Men get get pockets big enough to hold all this stuff while women get fake pockets that are so shut that is, see, or a micro you know pocket that can't fit down? anything. You know why you think that's down? It's because all your stuff has pockets. Women, we get excited and we tell other women and it has pockets. That is a thing. Y'all really don't have pockets? Not often. Think about it. I I will wear a hoodie because most of my stuff doesn't have pockets. I didn't know women's stuff, did. didn't know women's stuff didn't have pockets? <laughs> Bro, you think, and the only reason you think it's dumb is because it's not normal for you. Like, but to have a dress that has pockets, bro, that's a real thing. So why aren't we? Why are we graced with pockets? <laughs> why do they feel like we don't need pockets? Why? Because you have a purse. Have, exactly. You have to go buy a purse. Correct. So like when it's I consumerism, <laughs> it's capitalism. So too. like my sister, right? Um, <laughs> my sister will wear jeans, and my dad's like. Why don't you carry a purse? And she's like, because I have pockets. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Why don't you carry a purse? Because I have pockets. What do I need a purse for when I have pockets? Men or boys who are sexually abused by women are told to feel lucky. People will joke, where was that teacher when I was in school? And disregard that being a male victim is a big deal. But sexual abuse messes with you no matter your gender. And being a male survivor is also hard. Mm. That is pretty. That is crazy. That's pretty true. It's true. I have a, I have friends that have been um, victims of sexual abuse as young boys, and it's it's tragic. How did they feel about it? Um, some of them have become, um, some of them had sex addiction addictions, um, due to that because you are just you don't know how to deal with that, and the issue being because you're a boy, people don't take it as seriously. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate. And Bye. when you're a woman, um, when you go through it as a woman, um, typically you don't talk about it because you're you're so fearful, especially when you're young. Um, there's the fear factor behind having that conversation um, with your parents and sharing, especially if it, you know when it comes to it being family members, all that kind of stuff like that. It's just really hard to become expressive about it. And I think people's expressions of that hurt um, and that exposure is different. Um, but I think for men, I think they feel embarrassment. Like men, they're embarrassed to admit that they were sexually abused because the the masculinity in them say i can protect myself but in that case you couldn't mm-hmm. so you may feel embarrassed that to admit that i not, not that you allow somebody to take advantage of you but you were taken advantage of i don't even think it's that i think to that point of what it says is that 
um, it's not looked at the same. It's not looked at as severe as it is when it's a woman. It's it's looked at as you should be oh 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 you you was you was let's say the person was ten years old and you with a, a woman that's in her thirties. Like, hey, like they said, like, oh, where was that teacher when I was in school? Like, no, that doesn't make me any less of a victim. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm I'm a boy. And I think that's what the issue is, is because it's not seen, it's not deemed as serious because of the gender. And that sucks. Women rarely get complimented for the things men get complimented for. Assertiveness, accomplishments, or basically any intentional act. While men are rarely complimented for the things that women get comp- complimented for, their appearance or personality characteristics that make others feel good. Yes and no. Do men want to be like praised Do, for those things? Well, for their appearance or personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think so. I only ask that because I feel like women who are assertive, um, typically a lot of that stuff, a lot of those characteristics that they say that women want to be praised for, um, that are male characteristics typically honestly they they get characterized as a woman's downfall yeah like you out of your femininity into a mess i experienced that a ton of times like um where especially i I think i experienced it more from women though of like oh she's just too aggressive or too assertive or too this that and the third and it's like "Mm." to men they're like, oh, she's just a she's she a boss. Re- yeah, she a boss. I respect her. Blah blah blah. Um, and I think as a woman who operated in that space when I'm in a business, um, and it's not to say it takes away from your femininity, but if you're in a male dominated industry, you do have to assert yourself. Um, but I think for women that are less assertive, it's difficult for them to see it as what it is for what it is because if you're at my house and if anybody ever sees me you know with my family with my husband or not on business hours it's like i'm i'm not that same person and it's not that <laughs> yeah, it's a not it's not a fraud it's not a front it's 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 time and place, time and like, place yeah. that's what it's for i'm not like that in my day-to-day life um and i'm sorry that intimidates you but um yeah i mean that's an interesting one yeah when when women look after their kids, it's just parenting. Ooh. But when men look after their kids, it's babysitting. Every time. I had no but so I had to I had to say this to my mom before or something like that. Or maybe it wasn't my mom, maybe it was somebody else. When they said, Are you are, are you babysitting Caden? I was like, I'm raising my son. I don't babysit. I'm raising. But why is that even considered? Because this like, is daddy right? daycare over here, bro. Why, but why is daddy daycare <laughs> equi- uh, like equated to babysitting your kid? Your kid. Yeah, because I mean, I just feel like, I don't know if it's the mothers, women in general, society. They just feel like if the child is with the, with the uh, father, they may die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't even think it's that they may die. Like, I think when 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 they see the child with the father, they equate it to he didn't want to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you babysitting? It's a burden like, for him. Yeah, like, what? Babysitting? This is my child. Yeah, this is my child. But I hear guys say that shit all the time. Say what? I'm baby. I got to babysit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hear that too. And all the time, like you are not babysitting, and that's why I had to change the language. Like I'm not babysitting; I'm I'm raising my son. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I'm not babysitting anything. <laughs> what? And we don't. Well, I'm saying we don't sit on babies. We 
Women are constantly told about the dangers of sex, ridiculed for wanting to have wanting or having it, and dealing with how difficult it is to get birth control. Meanwhile, men are told nothing about how to be safe and mark their partner comfortable. Nope, make, oh, mark make uh-oh. their partner comfortable, but are given a pat on the back and a shower with condoms. For sure. Ooh, that's a For real one. sure. Didn't you talk about that uh, in a prior episode about, you know, one, growing up in the church and yeah. how, how y'all are indoctrinated into being holy. Being holy and, and being, righteous and pure. Being pure and stuff like that. <laughs> Men are not given the same circumstance. And I think it's only because you don't see you don't see his sin. If she get caught up, mm. you see that baby. You're right. You don't see his sin. You that's don't see good. That. You don't see it. If she gets caught up, even if he burning, you don't see it. Wow. But if she gets caught up and she gets pregnant, Scarlet Letter. Scarlet. <laughs> Maybe that's, I mean, so you think that's why why um, they're more cautious with women, like, in yeah. saying don't do this. Because you're going to get pregnant. Like, you're gonna get, it's girl, always because you're going to get pregnant. girl that said, do not have sex because you will get pregnant and die. like that's what it is it's like like for women it's it's be or you can't you can't even want like they call a woman that is sexually active she's not promiscuous it's like no at the end of the day god made sex good he He made it great he did and then if you got somebody who's a bomb lover like what's wrong with me for wanting to continue to engage in this act that my body was created to do. But when women express their, their comfortability in their sexuality, you're looked at as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. F- so I think it's because, but a nigga could say he got 50 bodies and everybody's going to high five him. Was because women's values. Well, the value to a man for a woman is based on her purity her youth and her femininity so what y'all value is completely different than what we value i think that's why why it is because y'all don't value me saying i had 50 bodies would not stop you from marrying a man but it will stop a man from marrying you that's what i'm saying that's the biggest double standard we've talked about yet it is and it's it needs to be why why is that or i mean 50 bodies is wild 50 bodies is wild (laughs) But <laughs> fifty bodies on either end is very wild. I, I draw the line. I'm not at judging, 20. but it's wild. I draw the line at twenty. <laughs> but I'm think. But th- think about it. That is true, because it's it's based upon what you value as a gender, and that's what men value. We value those three things. So, if one of those things is like, if you've been ran, why why would why would he have any incentive of marrying you? Because obviously now it's considered ran through. Correct. But you that's not exactly ran how through. we see it. You not ran through. We are, but it's just y'all don't care about that to the point I where think it will stop a- you from from going to the altar. And, and I think that's the ultimate goal for women. It's not necessarily the ultimate goal for men. You know what I'm saying? Like the ultimate goal for y'all is marriage. So anything you can do that you know that can up your chances. Y'all will probably do, <laughs> but and, if it were me, your chances is to be <laughs> holy and righteous and never touched. I don't think I don't think holy and right. I don't think that. But then chances. the crazy part is, then when a girl tell you her number, y'all don't believe him because y'all do lie. Well, if I don't, obviously, that's not okay. I mean, I didn't lie to you. you I know, but I'm saying, true. but I'm saying, like, we will <laughs> lie, and we know. But 
do you want me to tell you the truth? Because now you're saying that my stock drops if I tell you the real number. That's crazy. See, because that's that's the risk you have to take because of the risk you were this taking double standard. over and over again. <laughs> that's crazy. But meanwhile, you could have 10 baby mothers and yeah, I'm supposed to just take that? Like, I, uh, See, I, ain't, I don't make the rules. The thing is, I don't make the rules. It's just what what we see as society. Like, that's hilarious because, you know, with this double standard, you didn't say, why is that? This is the only one you didn't say, why is that? You asked all the ones. All why the is what? Ones, why is it that you can be sexually promiscuous and it's deemed like like if, you're, if your son came to you mm-hmm. and said, dad, I just hit this girl. Oh, Lord. Are you proud? Part of me is proud. Part of me is scared. Why? Because you know he's opened up Pandora's box and he's going to start being like his uh, ancestry. Oh, here you go. Yeah, I think, yeah, he just opened up. You just opened up Pandora's box, yes. But if and if your daughter says that, then. then what? Oh, God. The thing is, I'm, I'm not one of these dudes that's like, how I would feel in that moment, mm-hmm. I'd be like, damn, damn. And I wouldn't actually know what to say. To him or to her? To her. Right. But to your son, you would say. How was it? I don't know. How was it? Maybe I don't know. I would I would I would have a range of emotions. I know that for a fact. And the range range from what? It would range from proud, scared, to all oh, shit. And for her, it would be just all oh, shit. That's how, that, that's the only way I can subscribe describe it. Subscribe to the show. Fact. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so this part of the show, uh huh, comment section. Okay, we're going to y'all listen. see how he just tried to end that jump because he know that's the biggest double standard of all of them. No, it is the biggest double standard. But I, don't, I ain't running from that. I think uh, we're, we're going to listen to a video that I showed you. I sent to you on IG mm-hmm. uh, of a situation. I think it was a married woman. Her situation. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. this is the biggest double standard that we're going to hear. Okay. And we can discuss our thoughts on this. And so can y'all. Y'all can have your own thoughts about it, too. As I'm smelling his cologne, it was some very good conversation. And so that moment, I decided, you know what? Fuck this. You are overdue on fucking intimacy, love, and everything else. Fuck it. Because at this point, um, I was done with my husband. Didn't care what the fuck people thought about me. Didn't give zero fucks whatsoever. And so, you know what? I hung out with this tall, beautiful black man, and I had the best time of my life. And I swear, like, um, when I was with him, it for me, it just, I felt like I freed myself. I felt like I was trapped somewhere. And I know that, you know, mentally you're trapped, but sometimes some good sex can bring you out of that shit and fucking wake you the fuck up. Like, wake the fuck up. And that was a moment where I woke the fuck up and I knew that I deserve love, I deserve affection, I deserve good intellectual conversation, I deserve a man that fucking smells good, no salt taste, I deserve it the fuck all. And that's when I cheated on my narcissistic husband. Okay. So when I first heard this, I was immediately pissed. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. One is because I I went to the comments to see what people were saying. They were praising her. And they were praising her saying, you go girl, you deserve happiness. You deserve this and the third. You deserve a, a good man or what? all this other shit. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. But she cheated on her husband. So how are we praising her for doing this? And you know what's crazy? Is she, she tried to justify it at the end. She said, I cheated on my narcissistic husband. So she tried to say, okay, he was a narcissist, and that's why I cheated, and that's why I deserve this, that, and the third. And it's like, but you don't. You don't deserve. You don't deserve love because you just tried to, you just literally create the biggest double standard, I think, is women get praised for things that men get deemed for and called all kinds of stuff for. This That causes divorces. Men lose their families. Men lose income. But when a woman does it, she deserved to have the happiness. She deserved <laughs> to be with the beautiful tall man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I think she's trash for that. What were, you, what were your thoughts? I thought that video was absolute garbage. Absolute trash. I mean, I am an advocate for marriage. At the end of the day, you know, I'm not an advocate for, you know, being somewhere you don't want to be. Um, and I feel like before you cheat on me, tell me you don't want to be here. Tell me I'm trash. Tell me, tell, tell me I'm trash. Tell me, tell me this is the worst decision you've ever made in your life and that you don't want to be here before you cheat on me. Mm. Because I feel like cheating is a choice. Um, and I don't think it, I, I don't feel like it should be justified by what a person has done when you can tell them I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? You can file for divorce. You can be separated. Why are you cheating on me? And why are you bragging on cheating on your husband? On somebody's show, knowing that's going to be the clip they're going to damn put online to go viral on your story. And in the comments, I can guarantee you, in the comments, understanding social media and understanding, like, the the um, metrics that they base it off of, there was probably a couple people, let's say a couple hundred, couple thousand people that put that on their story. But the most people or, or people that was in the comments and all that stuff like that, but a lot of people sent that to their homegirls and they, their homeboys and said, this hoe is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why? I, I just... I think social media is such a dangerous place these days because of what we want to put out as content to be seen, be seen. You know what I'm saying? Like what's the most controversial thing I could say? And honestly, she might be lying too. She might be, you know what I'm saying? Like people say anything right now to go viral. She might be lying. The way she was telling the story was even stupid. (laughs) Like girl, tall, beautiful beautiful man. I went out of the country. I just deserve love this time. No, stupid, stupid. Stupid, absolutely stupid, because at the end of the day, man, you made vows uh, before God and man to having to hold um, in sickness and in health through through richer and poor for all the challenges. And the first thing that let me not say the first thing, because I don't know this woman. I don't know the actual circumstance. I don't know what she and that was part for the story, part for the story. But the, at the end of the day, you got to understand that. When you made the vows, you didn't make the vows for the good times. Hmm. You really make That's the good. vows for the bad times. You make the like. Um, I heard somebody yesterday say like, "You're not committed when you. It's easy to be committed. You're committed when you don't have to be and you don't want to be. Yeah. That's where commitment really comes into play. And so, if you're in a relationship with somebody you're married to, um, and your your response to your unhappiness or your discontentment is to cheat on them. I don't think you should be praised for that. I really think that's trash. I really feel like there's so many other ways, right, um, to set yourself free or to fix things. And I think once you make that decision and you step on that boat to do that, 
this is where men come back and say, oh, it ain't no coming back from that. And the biggest double standard in the world <laughs> is where a man expects to be taken back after be, being cheated or, or cheating, but would not take back his woman after being cheated on. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a, the biggest double standard of them all. It's, it's, it's definitely a big one. It's a true. Malcolm and, said that. He told me he would not take me back. No. That's crazy. You don't <laughs> love me that much? I love you that much not to take you back. <laughs> But you would want me to take you back, though. I think that's. I think that's. Would you be okay human, if I felt the same way? That's a net. I I would have to. I would have to be okay with that, and that's the thing. I would take accountability too. Of course, my natural would be. I would love her to take me back. You know what I'm saying? That's. I think any human. Mm-hmm. But for men, it is really. I I I would say rolling the dice. If I had to, if, if I was a gambling man, nine times out of ten, his ass would not take you back. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, he won't. But that's not the case for women. I just think because women are more emotionally stable in that sense. And the ego of a man would be so hurt that he could not look you in the face and do what you did today, knowing what he knows. He just, his ego won't allow him to. <laughs> and it, and it, it is what it is. If women don't understand it. You don't have to understand it because you're not a man. I get but it. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm saying that, but that, that also like she should account for that is that and i think also like when you start having conversations with your new partner and you share with them that that's what you do if you share that like a nigga's gonna look at you crazy like huh right so you're telling me if i decide to marry you next that if you just don't like this this time or you feel like i'm being narcissistic i'm being narcissistic because that's who's to say that that man really is a narcissist Mm -hmm. or you see me as one or you've deemed me as one to make what you want to do um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every every story has to have a villain, especially when you're trying to make something that you're doing that's wrong right. Exactly. Exactly. Child. Oof. Well, that was a comment section. That made me mad. <laughs> For real, man, because I just feel like, bro, like the, what, what measures did y'all take to actually fix your marriage? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you go to counseling? Did you ca- ask for counseling from a friend? Like, you telling me that your your resolve was to go sleep, go out of the country and sleep with a stranger. I hope you burn it. Oh, Lord. Okay, on that note. Because do you consider that? <laughs> like, when you, you deserve love. Everybody say you deserve love, but did you consider what? You don't know this, man. Yeah, no. You don't you know from no Candy Pink. And you looking at it like, I ain't got no ties to buddy. I can go home and act like he. Exactly. What if you pregnant? Lord Jesus. And that's the thing. That's the thing. That's why. <laughs> oh my god let me not i'm gonna I'm go ahead and reel in because i don't even feel like mouth and that is why that is why it is a double standard and to my my lesson from this is that yes double standards exist yes i believe double standards are necessary mm-hmm. and i think it's necessary to protect men and women mm-hmm. and then i also believe that there has to be some kind of balance between the that and gender roles too and expectations you just have to have some sort of balance when it comes to one, the gender role and establishing that in your relationship and what that means for you both. But now not allowing that to bring su- such expectations that you put a double standard in your relationship or on your spouse mm-hmm. to the point where you're not happy with them because they're not doing such and such. Yeah, I agree. I think my life lesson is that 
double standards aren't going anywhere. They exist, but I think it's healthy to have conversations around them to get perspectives on them and to see how you and the people in your life can navigate through what society deems a thing versus what you can deem a thing. Like we can choose if the societal norm of gender roles or or uh, double standards is something that we decide to take on in our home, um, in our friend groups, etc. I think you're able to make a choice when you're able to have conversations around them and dialogue. And we hope that um, this episode is one that opens up conversations in your households and in uh, your friend groups. And um, these couch talks kind of about. <laughs> Thanks. Well, let them know where they can find. Yes. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the So Let's Talk About a Podcast. I am your co-host, Brittany Donnell. And I'm Malcolm Garrison. And why did I say my middle name? Um, Brittany Donnell, right. <laughs> you can follow me on all platforms at Brittany Donnell. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About a Pod uh, on all platforms. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Write a review. Write a review. Rate if you're, uh, yes, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, don't forget to rate and review. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.